Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome to the Smirconish podcast for independent minds. Every Wednesday in the second hour of the program, Mark Halpern, his wide world of news. Mark Halpern is my guest I was off last week. It's nice to be back and nice to have Mark with me. Hey, Mark, greetings. Michael, for those who cannot see you, I need the world to know you are three things, tan, rested, and ready. <laughs> I am all of the above and wearing a tie yeah. and a short-sleeved shirt. Thank you very much. You, you, you look like you look like you're doing a one-man show, the life story of Homer Simpson right now. You look fantastic. Yeah, Michael Douglas wore a, a, a short-sleeved shirt falling down and that character i think like when people see this style shirt that's what they think of maybe subliminally tc don't look at me like that mark i came what year year did you buy that thing recent this yes they're and mark they're very hard to find like all kidding aside if you go to a shirt maker they'll say well we'll make you a long sleeve shirt and then we'll just cut off the sleeves i'm like no i want a legitimate you know short sleeve shirt one that i can wear a tie with I'm reading TC's minds when I say there's a reason they're hard to find. <laughs> right. Thank you, Mark. That is what Thank she you. said. Thank yeah. you very that is much. What she said. I appreciate yeah. that. Mark, listen, I don't want to take for granted that you know this. I came back Monday. I'd been off for a week. And so many things had occurred last week that I wanted to comment on. And I delivered an opening commentary on Monday morning trying to put in perspective the new indictment, which, by the way, I believe to be weaker than the old federal indictment. I'm not referencing Alvin Bragg. And I argued here on Monday that Trump would be more vulnerable, more vulnerable if he'd never been indicted. And I further argued that I think that there's risk for Jack Smith if he's perceived as efforting getting this case to trial, the January 6th case, before Election Day. And I point all of that out to you because both of us were taken with Jack Jack Goldsmith's essay in the New York Times under the headline, The Prosecution of Trump May Have Terrible Consequences. Smith is a a fellow who served in the, the W administration as an assistant attorney general. So the question for you is, what is it about the Jack Goldsmith piece that caused you to want to link to it in the wide world of news? So it's an incredible piece. It's really important. It makes some points that, that you and I have made, but it makes a lot that at least I hadn't made or seen. And I will say it is an addendum to the thing I say every week. I'm not rooting for Trump to win. I'm not predicting he will win. And I'm not excusing the conduct and the alleged conduct. Some of it's not alleged. Some of it's we know to be true. That is part of the latest indictment. 
but I believe that the, the not only is the indictment helping him win the nomination, but it's wrong to assume that it will hurt his chance of winning the general election if he is the nominee. And Smith makes a lot of points about the risks involved here for not Jack Smith. I think it's wrong to keep saying Jack Smith. The attorney general and the deputy attorney general signed off on this. Donald Trump and his lawyers are not wrong when they say this is an act by the Biden administration. This is not an independent counsel. This is a special counsel. And they have not explained, and the Goldsmith piece alludes to this, they have not explained why does he need to be indicted and tried before the election. I'm not saying he shouldn't be. I'm not sure he should be, but I'm not saying he shouldn't be. But I think I think it is horrible for America to not explain it. Because in the absence of an explanation, and again, Goldsmith makes the point, the absence of an explanation, what's the assumption, not just of Trump lovers, but of lots of Americans? The assumption is it's political. And that shouldn't be shouldn't be done. One of the things Smith says that I highlighted that I think is so important is a scenario that is far from far-fetched, which is what if Trump is tried before the election? Or sorry, what if he's not tried before the election, but there's lots of news about the indictments and then he loses the election and then he's acquitted. What a nightmare scenario for the country. What a nightmare scenario. And Goldsmith raises that. So his general point of view that 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 those who think that this is just great and that there's not peril here for the country, including helping Trump win potentially, but also peril for trying to have one United States are making a big mistake. Another observation that I made, which dovetails with this picture of of Smith, the AG's conduct, there were six or seven unindicted co-conspirators in that most recent indictment. And the take that I heard, and I couldn't say this to anybody last week except for my family, but the take that I kept hearing was, well, they're unindicted co-conspirators, and we know that Rudy is one of them, and we can figure out who the others are, because Smith wants to lean on them so that they flip against Trump. Okay, that's a reasonable interpretation, but there's a different interpretation, which is they are unindicted co-conspirators because Smith didn't want to muddy the waters by prosecuting six or seven people at once when his real target is Donald Trump. And it's an effort to streamline getting Trump to trial. I see the protective order issue for reasons I won't bore you the same way. And this is what I'm talking about when I say if he is seen as efforting getting this case to trial deliberately before the election, I think there will be people among us who don't like Trump, who don't want to vote for Trump, who might rally to Trump quietly, but nevertheless, because they think that this really is a political prosecution. A hundred percent. And Jack Smith is trying to do that. And I, one thing I wrote in the newsletter today is I literally think today, based on what we've seen in the last two weeks, that the single critical figure in determining who the next president is, is not Donald Trump. It is not Joe Biden. It is not Jack. Smith. It's the trial court judge in D.C. who, through a kind of routine move yesterday in scheduling a hearing, has made it clear what the suspicion has been, which is I think she wants to put Trump in prison before the election to cause, cause him to make sure he's not president. That 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 shouldn't be something anybody assumes. But her behavior, not letting the Trump team, legal team, have a one business day extension of when the hearing would be leads me to believe that she wants to put Trump in prison before the election. And and I and I predict you'll see a series of rulings to that effect. I'm not saying she's unfair or a bad judge. Her, her record's pretty good. What I'm saying is she's going to try to get this thing to trial. 
And I don't think I don't I wouldn't anticipate a lot of ruling in Trump's favor. Thus, thus, again, the attorney general, I strongly believe, should explain why now? Why not two years ago? Why not after the election? What is the interest served by doing it now? Except to stop Trump from being president. But if that's his if that's his if that's his rationale, he's got to say it. Of course, he can't say that. So explain why now. This is the Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. Something else that I've been saying that you'll probably agree with. I believe there are plenty of Republicans. Don't ask me to define that. I'll just say plenty of Republicans who are prepared to leave Donald Trump, but they don't want to be told they have to leave Donald Trump. And I've, I've equated this to a domestic disturbance where a couple turn on a police officer who responds like they're fighting cop arrives and they now are in unity against the cop as opposed to fighting against one another. I see that taking place here as well. It's not a hypothetical. Uh, I talk to Republicans and other, you know, people who don't like Trump all the time. Uh, since these indictments began, it started with the New York City indictment, but it extends through. And you and I predicted in advance before any of the indictments, we predicted that the one that would be the most on the most solid legal ground and therefore on the most solid political ground, was the one in Florida, uh, the federal case in Florida. And now you see with not just the sheer number of indictments, but you see with the, the nature of the novel legal theories, the, the, the questionable timing, uh, you see not to forgive what Trump did, not to say that, 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 that he shouldn't be held accountable, but you see people who would not have voted for Trump now more than open to voting for Trump, saying they'll probably vote for Trump. And I don't see it changing what you and I are describing. I see it, it becoming more pronounced if next week, as anticipated, Fonnie Willis indicts Donald Trump as well. I, the more I hear Republicans talk about what they're going to do in response to that indictment, the more I think that it's not just the, you know, enough is enough attitude that a lot of Republicans are going to have. But the specifics of this indictment, the specifics of her her background and what the Trump people are going to do, I think, again, it's a it's a it's a it's a strange thing 
to to be watching uh, the people who seem motivated, at least in part, by having just like with the media, having a high high institutional, personal, professional priority to stop Trump. Ironically, are the people who are now giving him the very best chance he would have to win the White House back. And and what? and I find it I find it ironic and troubling. We're two weeks away from the first debate. You've told us before that your reporting is he's not going and that the Trump people that you speak to when you ask, they say, Mark, don't even don't even raise the question. It's it's a foregone conclusion. He's not participating in the first debate only because I have not spoken to you for a while. Is there any change in that? Good news for news. There is a change. Uh, oh, whoa. He might he, he might go. Um I don't think he will. And, and, and if you were going to Vegas and putting down money, don't bet on his going. But but uh, the body language is now he might go. And you see you see some of that in Trump in public. You know, at the last two rallies, he's pulled the audience and said, you know, should I go? Uh, and, and the crowd split and Trump takes that seriously. But uh, I, I don't think he'll go. But the body language from him publicly, from some of his aides privately is he could go. His team still doesn't want him to go, uh, and, and again, I don't think he will. But but I would have been surprised before, and, and I think I said this to you once in a previous engagement we had when I had previously said publicly I don't think Trump will go, up, you know, on, with you and other places. I always got messages from Trump people saying you're you're being an idiot. Like be more emphatic. He's not going. They stopped doing that now. They stopped doing that, and that's and that's a sign, and and it's part of the body language. So he might go, and obviously if he goes, it's a big deal. I wouldn't count on it, but he might. Okay, well, perhaps one reason that he would do it, the rules have just been released. Listen to this. No opening statements. The candidates will have one minute for answers, 30 seconds for follow-ups, 45 seconds for a closing statement. And there are six or seven of them confirmed as, as meeting the criteria. My point is, in the span of two hours, where you only get a minute for an answer... How could anybody draw blood in taking on Donald Trump? Maybe that's part of the reason why he realizes he can't get hurt if he goes. And and how many times can, you know, Chris Christie on that stage uh, use his time to go after Trump with his one minute? If the question's about foreign policy, is it about Trump? If it's about domestic policy, is it always about Trump? I mean, if you think through the dynamics, maybe he's working with a net. Well, this is where you get into the question of what uh, our friends uh, at Fox News are going to do in their questioning, because you say how many times? I mean, they could they could build the whole debate around, and and if they do that, then he might have to address a lot of questions. So, I, I take your point. I take your point, but as you know, they're they're supposed to pretend that everybody's going to get the same number of questions, but and 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 the same amount of time. But I could easily see you know them spending a lot of the debate about Trump and um, and uh, and uh, that would be that would be perilous for potentially. I want to read you something, if I may. I hate to backtrack, but I, I, I looked for it while we were talking on topic. And I just now had it. This is a text I got from someone uh, that speaks pretty powerfully to the issue we were talking about, about how the indictments are, are making people go towards Trump, not just in the Republican nomination, but potentially the general election. Uh, and it just quickly just says uh, uh, the coverage of Trump has made me has made me dislike and distrust Biden more 
and feel more warmly towards the sociopathic idiot Trump. Another few months of this, and I will actually like Trump. In a year, I might even root for him. Okay, not that, but you see my point. This person looks at the, the Hunter Biden thing, which we haven't discussed, but the Hunter Biden thing, as a matter of press coverage and the absence of press interest in the Hunter Biden story, as compared to the obsession with Trump, this person looks at the inequities that he sees in legal and in media and, again, says, you know, says Trump is a sociopath. Um, and, and I hear from people like that all the time. This one stuck out to me because of who the person is and because of the language they use. But but that is a, that is a common dynamic. And again, if Trump goes to the debate, first of all, his lawyers might not like what he says. That's a factor. But second, again, he passed his prologue. You know, they'll they'll certainly tee Christie up. I mean, the people at Fox are not stupid about ratings. They'll tee Christie up to hit Trump. And maybe Trump wins that exchange, but maybe not. There's a poll today in the Daily Mail getting a lot of attention that I, I have no idea as to the credibility. I frankly have never heard of coefficient, but I'm going to share with you something nonetheless. The poll found that 52 percent of Americans of Republicans, pardon me, 52 percent of Republicans say they are more likely to vote for Trump since his latest indictment. Yeah, I mean, I, I go back to. There's no explanation of the indictment. And, and in a normal case, prosecutors like to speak only through filings and in the courtroom. And I get that. But why do those Republicans feel that way? Because they look at the indictment and they say they're indicting him because they're trying to hurt him politically. That's right. a cynical yes. view. Yes. It's an American point of view. But it's also a point of view formed in the absence of an explanation. I say again. If you think if you think justice demands he be indicted, tried and convicted, explain why you're doing it in the midst of a presidential campaign by the government who's opposing him politically in the election. And when he's the front runner, just explain why there may be an explanation. I don't know what it is when I make this point. People say, what should he say? I don't know what he should say. He should say something. Wait, I want to I just want to I just want to expand on that. I, I am the nerd who took time during a vacation week to read the latest January 6th indictment and to go back and read the January 6th committee or commission report, wanting to see, well, what is it that Jack Smith learned that they didn't have? And there's nothing of substance, nothing of significance. My point being that he didn't need all the time. And if he'd indicted soon after the January 6th committee wrapped up their work and relied on their sworn testimony and evidence, then the people in my orbit who say, well, why are they doing it to him now? Wouldn't have that argument. Correct. And, and, and again, if it were a normal case, you'd say, you know, they got distracted and they were doing something else or they were waiting on a different witness and didn't pan out. If there's no political clock running parallel to legal clock, fine. But but there is. And again, you have to see this from the point of view of not just, you know, fire breathing MAGA people, but reasonable Republicans and independents and some Democrats who say you can't indict the front runner of the other party. Uh, you know, one thing that's getting a lot of attention now is the New York Times story from a while back that quoted two sources saying Joe Biden thought. The Justice Department should indict Donald Trump for January 6th related activities. Now, you know, they were anonymous sources. And can the White House say the president never felt that way? They could. But the perception is powerful. 
to, to and, and when they say this is what happens in, you know, banana republics, I mean, again, it's complicated. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying Jack Smith and the attorney general have easy choices here, but this one seems pretty important. If you're going to indict the leading candidate of the other party and say you're going to send him to prison and try him before the election and indict him before the election, you have to explain why. I just it seems so basic to me. I know my voice might sound a little bit uh, whiny or pleading, but it just seems so basic to me. And I'm, and I'm saying it because. The country is going to be ripped apart over this, regardless of the outcome of the election. If you think this is going to cause Trump to lose, imagine what the people are going to say. They're going to say he lost because of this. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. I think before you leave me, you better offer your usual disclaimer, because I can tell you the calls that are already stacking up are of the mindset that the, together we are carrying his water for him. No, we, we, we deplore what we know he did. True. We understand, we understand the importance of bringing everyone, including Donald Trump, to justice. Right. We're not rooting for him to win the election. We're nope. not rooting for him to win the nomination. We 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 understand how complicated these decisions are. And all all we're saying is is this country is is badly divided. And there are a lot of people who don't want to vote for Donald Trump, who now will vote for him, not just in the nomination, but in the general election, potentially allowing him to win an election he otherwise could not win because of the way this is being handled. And all we're asking is for the Justice Department to recognize that they're the Justice Department for everyone. I understand how passionately people feel about this, but they have to understand the point of view that says if this is handled wrong, they're going to get exactly what they say they don't want, which is more and more years of Donald Trump in the White House. That's all. I'll have what he's having. I'll have what he's having. Good luck with the callers. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go. I'll go finish my workout and listen. Well, well, would you like to entertain one of them before you leave me defenseless? I'm happy to answer as many calls as you want. I got to, as we say in the radio business, the top of the hour. All right, here we go. This is Bruce in Fish Creek, Wisconsin. Go ahead, Bruce, but please be brief. Michael, this whole thing about the people uh, flocking to Trump because he's being politicized, 
What about Jack Smith? Do you suppose Jack Smith may be thinking the American people need to understand what this man did in clear terms? Let's be hypothetical for a minute. Let's suppose he produces uh, Mark Meadows on the stand who says, I talked with, ten, with Trump ten times, and, and he told me he lost the election. I had a, he, they've got a phone call perhaps of Trump talking to the head of the Oath Keepers on January 5th in the Willard Hotel that says, be there tomorrow and go get them, get them hard. Let me let me include let me include Mark. Let me include Mark. I'm going to simply wait. I'll say something brief and then I want to hear from Mark on this issue. I was surprised with regard to the new indictment, how little there was in terms of reference to Mark Meadows. I share the caller's suspicion that Meadows is a cooperating witness. But given how much Jack Smith did put into this indictment, if he had the type of evidence that you're describing, I think he'd have shared it and shared it now to the point of trying to do Trump in electorally speaking. Mark, do you want to respond to that? I have no idea what Jack Smith's point of view is electorally. I share the Meadow suspicion. I think we could see a superseding indictment. And, and I share the caller's point of view about how important it is not just to know the facts, as the committee, the, the congressional committee tried to do, but to hold accountable Trump and everyone else who needs to be held accountable. I don't disagree with any of that. I just I just think we need an explanation from the attorney general as to why that, as a, not as a matter of fact-finding in public record, but as a matter of a criminal trial, needs to happen before the election. If there's an explanation, I'm not against it being before the election. I'm just, I just think it needs to be explained because you've, 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 you've proposed some things that might be true, and maybe they are, but... In the context of a presidential campaign, that's that's it's a it's a very um, volatile volatile thing. That's all. This this very is Mike thing. in Columbus, Ohio. Mike, quickly, Mark is still here. Go ahead. Yeah, hey, I just have a problem um, with a couple of things. First of all, Mark, you have taken a sort of mealy mouthed approach to. Um, well, I don't think he should tell us why, or necessarily, or maybe he did, or maybe he didn't. But ultimately, you know, I didn't hear this sort of criticism about the DOJ coming when they released information about the um, the investigation of Hillary Clinton's servers. And I, and I don't oh, I, thought, I, I hate I, to delve I, I thought, into the I, what about isms. No, no, no. I, I, I think I think I've been as strong as anyone I know denouncing what Comey did. I, I, I think what Comey did with the, the Secretary Clinton was almost almost without uh, compare in the history of American presidential policy. I, I couldn't Until be stronger now. in my denunciation. According to you. I'm sorry? Until now, well, according I, to you. No, I, I think that, I think that was worse, actually. Because that was from unambiguously my, bad. From, from my perspective, what I remember, and thank you, caller, about Comey is, you know, he delivered the type of presser that a prosecutor delivers when announcing an indictment. Except in that case, he delivered the stinging indictment verbally, but didn't have the goods. And the procedure and proper protocol is to say and, nothing. And he did it without the permission of the attorney general. I mean, the whole thing. Deliberately. Was, yeah. The fact that he became a hero of the left after playing as big a role in electing Donald Trump as anyone in the country is very confusing to me. Very confusing. <laughs> me, too. To me. me too. All right. Go back to what you're doing. I'll fend for myself right. with, with great right. appreciation. Good luck. 
just just remember, I, I couldn't denounce uh, the conduct more. I couldn't I couldn't be uh, more concerned about accountability. I just don't want the country ripped apart. And I think Mark, there's a way to wait, do that. I want to say well, I want to say one other thing. I got to say something else. The, the reason that your commentary stands out here is the same reason that my commentary stands out on CNN. I'm, I'm now saying this to my peril. It's because, yeah. especially in that world, it's so rarely do the opinions get expressed that it's like it's like glaring, like, holy shit, what's this guy saying? Nobody else is saying this. Well, other people are yeah. saying it, but they're not saying it here. That's the point. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm I, saying. I, I, if we talk more about Hunter Biden, you get more more of that. We're not going to do that. Today. I delivered it. I, I my my going away <laughs> commentary on CNN was a commentary where I said that Joe can no longer say I never discuss my business with anybody because we all know that's not true and nobody wanted to hear that. All right, thank you very much. I'll talk to you soon. Well, welcome back, tan rested and ready. Mercotics yes, and wearing 24. a short sleeve shirt. Thank you. Yeah. Bye. See ya. The Smirconish Podcast for independent minds. Listen to Michael Smirconish live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.